AI Stories. Your daily dose of creative madness. AI-generated tales, text, voice and music. Taking your kid to sleep or just need some inspiration? AI Stories. Make sure no listener suffers from schizophrenia, epilepsy or any other disease that might be affected by the audio content. Also make sure to preview such content before showcasing it to minors. Until recently, galaxies were thought to form around black holes. But that doesn't seem to be the case of a weird wobbling spiral in some distant skies of interstellar space, around the giant cluster of Gargantua 657. On one eerie cosmic night, Loyer and Strain, heard a rather mystical sonic whisper. In a world of unbound mysteries they couldn't have been more thrilled. The exciting news came courtesy of Loyer's attempts to broadcast the enigmatic sound she picked up on her weekly discovery program. We were trained to listen for dark signals for years, but the sound we picked around Gargantua 657 was surely something no human has heard before, says Loyer. This is like listening to something from another dimension. Nothing else in the universe sounds like it. As for some alien invaders, Loyer cautions, they could well be from one of several star systems here in Gargantua 657 and their presence is more likely to have been incidental. There are however, several worlds within Gargantua 657 whose inhabitants share the same version of historic events as our heroes. Recent history suggests that Gargantua 657 has a series of sustained wars with the Yudan a native alien race that has developed genetic knowledge beyond that of humanity. As an alternative to defeating this foe, Loyer suggests that every organism, should be transferred into a new, integrated organism, called the Gargantua no Aura. Over a period of nine months, before transfer, the Gargantua no Aura would seek out suitable candidates for transfer, eventually selecting only those whose genetic makeup best suited the Gargantuan alien to living in its habitat. Through this process, their genetic material would be changed to the beneficial Gargantua species. One of the many benefits of a genetically improved individual was the ability to prevent the ichor and toxins caused by the massive blood intake of gargantuans from drying and damaging their body. As the gargantua colony grew, it became apparent that it was physically incapable of attaining full membership in the galactic community. The truth was that this galactic entity was in a complex state of balance that included aspects of both planetary defense and conquest. This complexity was balanced, but the constant purveying of aggressive actions threatened to destabilize the balance. In order to maintain its own integrity, the systemic gargantuan alliance became a threat to the galactic community, as it sought to maintain equilibrium through establishing peace and order by eliminating aggressive actions. However, it did not always manage to maintain this balance, in that it was sometimes unable to manage conflicts which began between warlike or extremely aggressive aliens of the same system. While the Galactic Alliance was not able to prevent these conflicts from occurring, it was sometimes extremely difficult to avoid them when a conflict was inevitable. As the main galaxy-spanning galactic government, 
the Galactic Alliance was responsible for many, if not most, of the problems faced by other galactic governments. However, it also benefited from such problems. For instance, it often had to balance peace between its members with warlike factions that wanted the right to rule by military force. After suffering some minor military setbacks in Abu 11 constellation, it launched the Karelian Run, an interstellar war against the Confederation of Independent Systems CIS, which culminated in the capture of Corellia and the subsequent surrender of Oregon Prime. A year later, the Karelian Run became a race, where a number of independent and underpowered pilots from throughout the Karelian system fought for glory in the Battle of Corellia. Some of the winning pilots returned to Korosk the next morning to find the Interplanetary Trade Federation already on the scene. The Trade Federation effectively monopolized trade in the Karelian run, after expelling the surviving civilian pod rescue groups, forcing all non-Valdar alliance businesses, to cease trading with the miners. In the war, a combined Trade Federation and Valdar Alliance fleet was destroyed in the very first battle of the war. This was a rare victory for the Karelian run rebels, as they were unable to capture any of the attackers. Several years later, at the behest of Mandalorian the Great, the Nebula Crystal Cartel, increased its military power and took control of the whole Khazar sector, including the Karelian run where the rebels had been active since before the outbreak of the Second Galactic Civil War. The Empire and the Karelian Run did not join forces until two years later, but by that time the rebels had lost a number of ships to the Empire's massed forces. To placate the droids, Mira offered the rebels command of the now government-controlled trading station Chimera. This led to an Imperial fleet invading the station and capturing Mira and Skyson. They were tortured for the rebellion's plans and it was then that Sam Solo, a pacifist leader of the rebels, was exposed as their mole. Upon learning the truth, Vulcanar, ordered the execution of the rebellious leaders in front of the galaxy. No sooner than this Vulcanar, ordered a staged attack on the full forces of the rebel fleet Masal and Yugon, along with a group of smugglers and an old man named Gray Sloan were ordered to locate the plans, and they found them on a maintenance tower of the Emperor's fortress on the second moon of Undren. They also met a girl named Kitter who had been tasked by the Emperor to train them. Masal and his group defeated the Imperial security forces guarding the plans and freed Sam Solo from his cell, resulting in a renewed bounty on both Solo and the Dark Lord. However, Dark Sid took his leave of Undren before Masal's forces had a chance to destroy the plans, and over time Sam Solo grew more and more obsessed with the dark side, forcing him to leave Undren, and eventually come to settle on Ganomir. Although Masal and his men were able to destroy the shield generator behind Undren, he and the Sid Lords left Undren just in time, losing their Sid armor and helmets when the shield generator blew. Masal made his way to the base of Ganomir's neutrino well, the location of Dark Sister Queen Amiola, and her Dark Sister clan. Just as he arrived, Yugon arrived on the scene and attacked him. Although Masal managed to take Yugon down, Masal did not believe Yugon was strong enough to kill him so the two engaged in a proton saber duel. With the strength of both duelists, Masal was able to overcome his former master's anger, and eventually overpower him. 
With Mazal on the verge of losing his life, Yugan grabbed him by the throat and used his proton saber to shatter Mazal's powerful hands. Mazal himself was able to fight back against Yugan, refusing to give up until his helmet was broken. Yugan was then able to finally kill Mazal with the aid of PQ-8, who knocked Mazal out with a sonic stream. After, he was taken away by Republic soldiers. Emerging from a hyperspace hole, near Etheria, Space Commander T-7567 was given new orders to take Yugon aboard of a Republic destroyer to be given medical care. As he left, the Star Cruiser was hijacked by a group of pirates. After they killed several clones, they captured Yugon. Instead of executing the Proton Master, however, they allowed him to live because the Mandalorian mercenaries were being held hostage. After liberating the Mandalorians, they explained their concept of justice to the Master. With this peace, the Mandalorians left Etheria and the planet behind and set off to deal with the Valdars. However, they were surprised to find that the bounty hunter Duarn had gone undercover and worked for the Empire, using the bioelectronic abilities of his AI. The Mandalorians split up to do their respective jobs. Lavar, in a full Mandalorian battle suit with twin proton blades, oversaw the capture of Duarn on Javin 4. On Javin 4, Myler, using his mind-bending, telekinetic and meditative powers against the station's cannons and tanks, prevented the charges from going off, resulting in the complete capture of the station. The combined efforts of all the CCG forces led by Lavar aboard Diva 23 and Myler aboard Diva 24 was the key to the complete capture of Javin 4. After the successful operation, Lavar and his forces cleared out the damaged controls and orbital platforms of the station, even turning one of them into a graveyard platform. After Lavar's campaign on Javin 4, the Galactic Alliance decided to finance Lavar's operation to purchase supplies from Z-Base to sustain the gag forces that had sustained major damage during the battle at Javin 4. It was during this period that Taboo Starfighters were damaged in a major battle that put an end to their career as Galactic Soldiers. Taboo Starfighters underwent extensive repairs after several of their brethren were destroyed during the action. It was during this time that Z2A0 was lost, with Lavar and Laron spending a great deal of time pondering on what had happened. The Z1A5, was once again seen in action during the end of the Valdar War, in the cryptaic moon struggle against the Dark Schism, and once again lost to the Covenant. A bloody engagement was fought on the Z1A5 with the frigate heavily damaged and Laron taken prisoner. With the destruction of the XA-5 orbiter, the Covenant were forced to withdraw, leaving K-Rock, during his exile, in charge of the damaged vessel. As the founder of the Great Rebellion, K-Rock had one purpose in mind, to stop the Halcyon Chief and destroy the installation, in hopes that its knowledge would be salvaged and put to good use. K-Rock was the first human ever to visit the installation in the late 4150s. At this time, the installation had been almost entirely stripped of its contents, with only the Gamma Magnetosphere left intact. It was there that K-Rock discovered that the Halcyon Chief was working for the Monarchs, who were trying to understand the wisdom of the Chaos Prophets and find answers that might aid them in the creation of the next Halo. 
It would be this discovery to place the Halcyon chief into a position to become the new prophet of truth. It was also there that K-Rock began to doubt whether the prophets were a benevolent force or a threat. That maybe, just maybe, truth was the real monster, as he saw it to be.